0: Welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio. We talk all about the stories you live by and the stories you're writing. We help you discover your voice, and we help you tell your story. That's what Eric and I are up to here every single Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m., pacific time and 7 p.m east coast time you can always catch our encore show as well and that's on friday mornings we like to hurry you along in your commute so if you're on the pacific coast that's 6 a.m and eastern time is 9 a.m on fridays and then we also turn this live radio show into a podcast and you can go to any of your favorite podcast providers and download the shows and boy would I love it if you would leave a review or a comment or a note that's always so exciting to receive. I hope the content offered here is serving you. Today we're going to get into the topic of the intersection of courage and change. hmm isn't that a great title? The intersection of courage and change. What I'm finding is anytime I really want to make some sort of change in my writing life, in my business life, my personal life, if I'm not up, to exercising just a little bit or a little bit more courage i'm not going to see the change now i've had to lean into the fact that i don't always feel so courageous and that may delay my change but what i know is that any time i want to see change it really really is time to muster just at least a little bit of courage, if not a whole bunch. What a lot of people think is that you have to have all the courage of Superman and every superhero out there in order to do the most basic of things. And actually, you don't. Maybe what you really need is a bestie by your side. Or maybe what you really need is a couple of good night's sleep so you can think things through and decide what sort of plan of action you want to take. But a lot of people delay their change because their thought is that courage is just so wildly huge that they don't even have any. And that's just not true. So... Today, we are going to talk about new and fun ways to find your courage so you can elaborate on the changes you want to see in your writing life, your business life, your personal life, your vacationing life, your retirement life. What phase of life are you spending time in? If you want to see some changes Let me help you find your courage today. I wrote down about 20, (laughs) 20 different ideas of where and how you might find some courage. And we'll see how many we can get to today. If this topic is sparking a little interest in you and you're thinking you'd like to have a conversation, I want to welcome you to the phone lines where we can do a little coaching together right here right here on the show if you'd like to call in the number here is 1-888-298-5569 i also have facebook i think many of you know that if you are uh, friends with my personal Facebook page. I'll be checking there to see if there's questions. You can also write an email. And my email address is Debbie at coachdebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. Debbie at coachdebbie.com. And I would love to see what your questions are. When you meet up at this intersection of courage and change when you are willing to bring both of those things into alignment you're going to find yourself making serious growth it will delight you what you can do having the goal to make a change is great having the goal to be courageous is great but when you intentionally intersect these two courage and change you feel this uplifting this up leveling and you grow in ways that might delight and surprise you and encourage you and even maybe help you do something you've never ever done before or just do that thing that you've been talking about doing And now that you've got courage and change in alignment together, it's happening and you're so excited about it. I'm going to start with something that I don't think a single coach on the planet, except for me, would start with. And it's kind of the begin with dessert remedy. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are not surprised that I might begin with the idea of eat dessert first. But really, let me, let me say this to you in a way that hopefully will make sense. Most of us here at Story You Talk Radio, listen in, most of us here know that we have some kind of expression we really want to develop. It could be that you're, you're deeply involved in a book. Might be that you have a goal of creating a weekly blog post. Could be that you're working on some really wonderful TED talk you're going to bring into the world. But there's some sort of form of expression that you are working on and at least you're really thinking about. Well, what I know about us types that really want to be expressing ourselves in the world is that we know how to come up against one block after another, one scary monster after another. And I think part of the reason that happens is because we delay our satisfaction so long that we never really get to it. For me, I was someone that worked at community college for many years. I enjoyed, like you would not believe, coming into the classroom every day, seeing the literature students there, ready to help them with their essay writing, really helping even students that had a minimal amount of English, because that was very common at the college, helping them understand that they could use their voice to tell a story. It was exciting to me, but I saw every variety of block you can imagine. It would would begin with the procrastination model, the skipping school model, the dog ate my paper model, and on and on and on. And don't think I didn't pull a few of those when I was a college student. Oh, yes, indeed. The thing about that is we really get into that low-functioning procrastination because we don't see any dessert in sight. We don't see any gratification for what we've done in sight. I also used to notice that I'd go into class and I would remind students that you have an essay due today. Now, really? Everyone who showed up for class that day knew they had an essay due, and everyone who didn't show up knew they had an essay due, (laughs) right? They made a choice. But what was interesting is that when I would collect the essays, it didn't matter how many times I said, I will have these back to you within a week's time. Probably 50%, if not Close to 100% of the students would say, when am I getting my essay back? When are you going to bring it back? Will this essay have comments? Are you going to give us one of those grading rubrics that, that maps out everything we did well? There was just this instant need to know, did I do okay? And that's just part of the human need. We have this thing called the ego. And many, many people have sat down and studied and pontificated on what the ego really is. If you've studied the ego, you've probably studied Sigmund Freud or Eric Erickson, or maybe even one of my favorites was Carl Jung around the ego. And that's just that place in us. You might even think of it as sort of your... Oh, just your gatekeeper between you and the external world. The ego has this job of keeping you safe. It's all tied in with what you believe and what you think you're able to do and not do. And it keeps bad things away. Like if you believe your teacher is scary and mean is going to give you an F, you might skip class on the day an essay is due. But if on the other hand, you really think you're in a learning curve and you have something to benefit from, if you turn in an essay and receive feedback, it will be your ego that wants to know, when am I going to be graded? How will I be graded? What can I do about my grade? Is there any chance for me if I don't get the desired grade? The ego is very, very concerned with that, as it should be. Its whole job is to make sure you're safe at all times. It's not very safe getting a D minus or an F on a project. It wants to make sure you're doing your best. And if it can't believe that you can do your best here, it will make sure that you check out. That's the ego's job. So what I like to do, because I relate to this too, you know, I went through college. I have three degrees. It, it didn't happen overnight. It took a good decade. And I remember being very, very afraid of some of my teachers and evaluators and really hoping that they could see all the effort and energy I put into my work. I was also someone who, (laughs) the second I got a project done, I was thinking about dessert. I was thinking about the reward system. It takes a lot of courage to write, to put your feelings down, to be vulnerable, and to anticipate that this is going to help grow you. That intersection of courage and growth happens when you accept an assignment and you show up and you do it. For me, I needed instant gratification. I couldn't wait that week for my teacher to turn the paper back to me. So I was sort of a dessert-first kind of gal. I want to tell you, though, as I got into my career as a teacher of literature, I found I developed a very, I, w- I just want to say a dysfunctional ego. What I mean by that is I really overworked. I wanted change in my work structure But I didn't have the courage to go and ask how I might create that with the dean. In my mind, there was a system that I was supposedly stuck in. There was only one way of doing things, and that was to grow through the tenure system and prove yourself or to somehow fail and be relinquished. Well, this created a whole lot of attention in me, and in that feeling of tension, I would seek gratification in the short term, but I would sometimes seek it in ways that were really dysfunctional to me. For example, I might stay up really late and award myself with Netflix and dessert. Because I got all my grading done. And then somewhere around 1.30 in the morning, I'm shutting the living room down and getting to bed. And the alarm's going to go off at 5.30. And I'm going to be a wreck at school. So I had a real dysfunctional way of giving myself that dessert first. But I've since learned that one of the great ways I can plan for my courage and my change to happen, that intersection and alignment to happen, is to really think about what might be my next upcoming vacation. How might I groom that slowly and surely as I'm working my way week by week through the responsibilities I have? If I want to see change in my life, I have to have the courage to align with change. But it can't be all work and no play. Like I said, this might be the last tip you hear from other coaches, but it's the first tip I want to offer you because I have been that person that's been so dysfunctional around how do I sneak in the dessert? How do I get that, that vacation on the books? If you're willing in the very, very beginning of any change you're starting to also plan, where will that vacation be? When will it be? And don't put it off for five years, you know? Could you have a mini vacation for a weekend in the next 90 days? Could something like that be introduced to your life so that as you're taking these courageous steps and being responsible around your writing, around your business, around the things in your life, you will, you will get a little reward and that'll feel good to your ego. That'll feel good to you. Think about that. That courage and change doesn't have to be agonizing and when we come back i'm going to introduce you after the break to some that are a little trickier but i'm going to help you with it stay tuned my friends
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Hi, this is Coach Debbie. You've heard my guest Clayton Olson on the show. He will help you transform your romantic relationship. And it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along. He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life. Your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C L A Y T O N, at Clayton Olson com.
1: Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: And welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Today we're talking about that intersection of change and courage if you really want to see some change in your life you're going to have to apply some courage or you're not going to see much change We really won't now i just offered before the break a very unconventional way to get yourself motivated and that was to kind of use that theory of dessert first and planning maybe the vacation or the reward, and not planning it so far out into your future that it looks like you're never ever going to get there, but also not having a really overindulgent one that's going to keep you off track from the change you really desire. That's probably an unconventional place to start, but let me tell you, it works for me. My work for you too. When you are envisioning some sort of change you want in your writing life, your personal life, your business life, here's something I really want you to consider. And I know for those of you that think this is just wacky woo talk, you're going to want to go away. But stick with me a second, okay? Because it really works. And that is allowing yourself to create a beautiful vision of the change you desire. So let's say, let's say you have a desire to make a lot of improvements to your business and you know this means you're going to have to start a blog or you know this means you're going to have to create some diversified newsletters. You're going to have to be expressive, possibly on the weekly and maybe this has given you some some jitters you're not quite sure where to find your courage here's my advice for you this change can feel really natural if you're willing to do a very general nice clean sweep of a vision board where you have images in front of you that just show what life might be like in that newfound courage. So your images might be someone that looks like you, sitting at a table with a cup of coffee and a notepad. And this person sitting there looks content, looks happy, doesn't look like they're in dire pain, You know, and they've got an axe going through their head. No, not that image at all. In a very general way, you clip an image and set it in front of you of someone doing what could be what you're doing, and they look very content. You're general about it. Now, maybe, maybe you're the person that's saying, I really need to have a blog going on. So maybe on this vision board if you're like me and you're you've got a fetish with pens and all the different colors and shapes of pens and having them all over your house and oh man do I love pens I love them maybe you take a picture of colorful pens and you put that on your vision board because when you look at it it elicits this feeling of pleasure in you. Now, notice you're trying to meet in the intersection of courage and change, but your vision board isn't full of, now I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this. And if I don't do that, everything's just going to go to pot and on and on and on and on and on and on. You're not doing that. A vision board, a vision board has this feeling about it that allows you every time you look at it to feel really good, to feel inspired and to look at it and have a certain faith that that feeling can belong to you. It's a sneaky way of applying courage. So you're doing two things. You've got images in front of you But in a general way, those images are suggesting how you might spend your time. You might spend your time picking up colored pens. Let me just tell you, I think it's far more fun to write a blog post with colored pens than it is to bang it out on my keyboard. That's just me, but I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. So when I see my vision board with colored pens all over it I think ooh I could write a blog post I don't think oh I really need to get to a blog post I really <sighs> my my ego doesn't protect me on that instantaneous level of fearing failure instead there's something really exciting that gets enlivened by seeing those colored pens so this is just my second tip when you are trying to make a change maybe in your business maybe for the sake of writing and you're thinking "Hmm, i need to be a little more regular with those posts that newsletter i need to diversify who i'm writing to and when and how i got to start those facebook groups i Basically, I've got to be creating content, weekly content. Maybe that scares you a little. Think about the fact that that intersection of courage and change can start to materialize from a beautiful vision board. Now, if you're afraid that this is just too wild, too wacky to accept as quality advice, I'm just going to tell you, every single thing that I've ever put on a vision board, even when I lost the darn thing, has come true. I had a vision board that I could not find for literally years, and I just accepted, I, I must have junked it. I can't imagine that I would, but I lost it be, when I was moving from one house to another, And literally six years went by. And when I located that vision board, all of a sudden I'm looking at it going, that's my life now. That's my life now. That's my life now. One of the things I had on that vision board in a very general way was a little cottage on the water. I really wanted to think that someday that could be part of my life. Well, the day I found that vision board was the day that I think it marked year five or six that I had actually been living in a, coll- a cottage on the water. Yeah, I hadn't set my eyes on that vision board for six years, but it had happened, even though I wasn't looking at it every day. There's something wild and woo-woo and wonderful that happens when you're honest about that intersection of courage and change and you create a vision. You create it. Honestly, I had forgotten that that was on my vision board. But I do remember that years before losing it, I was looking at it all the time it mattered to me it seemed like a magnificent goal that would take years and years and years and actually it did take some years for sure but i had actually forgotten that it was on my vision board and i was pleasantly surprised when i found the board and saw it there and realized hey i've been living in a cottage kind of like that one on the board for about five years at that time. It not only can happen to you, but it will happen to you if you go into making a vision in a really general way. Now, if you were, for example, you were saying, I must have a cottage and it must be on this street And it must happen on this day, and it must be at this price point, and I must live with these people. Well, I'm not saying you can't have that. I'm just saying I'm not experienced enough to advise you on that. In my own experience, putting things down in a general way brings about what I have really desired. And it has allowed me to make changes. It required a certain courage. Because I know as soon as I intentionally paste something on my vision board, I can anticipate it's going to happen. So if I put it down there, I had better want it. I'm going to get it. I remember one time with a vision board, I was married at the time, and I was talking to my husband about the idea that I wanted us to be more involved in community. And he was saying, what kind of community? And and I'm saying, well, it, it could be a variety of things. I don't know. You're a poet, maybe a poet's community. I love animals, maybe an animal community. We both love yoga he was very into martial arts maybe something like that maybe a foodie community so on my vision board i just had beautiful pictures of food i had pictures of journals i had pictures of kitty cats and puppy dogs and it wasn't that long afterwards that we found ourselves starting this poets meeting that took place once a month and we rotated among people's houses. We always had plenty of food. And ironically, just about everyone that hosted had a pet. In a weird way, in an unusual way, that community was formed. Now, if I had needed all kinds of particulars, I just don't have enough experience to tell you if it would have gone that way. But everything in a general way on that vision board happened, and it made me feel really, really happy. Okay, if you are listening in live, I want to tell you that this kind of work makes me really, really happy. Supporting people that want to make growth happen in their life, they want to see change, they're willing to be creative and courageous. I love this kind of work. I love supporting people that are doing it through writing and who are doing it by way of creating visions, conversation, and community. I have a very small community called The Inner Circle. I would love to invite you to it. What we do is we meet on Fridays in a private Facebook group. And I usually offer a key point from the previous radio show, but I take it in a little more depth. And then I also set up one Friday or one day each month where we do something kind of big, kind of fun. And the next thing I'm setting up is a virtual retreat and we're going to do a lot of visioning and a lot of clearing so that that intersection of courage and our changes is really clear to us is really supported this will be a virtual retreat now if you are one of my inner circle subscribers you are paying $37 a month for that subscription. So to come to the retreat, you will only pay an additional $39 for the half-day online retreat. If you are not part of the inner circle, it is $139. So there are definite benefits for joining the community. I would love to see you there. It's really easy to sign up for the Inner Circle. All you do is go to coachdebby.com. That's spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And you will see uh, on any of the pages there, the invitation to sign up for the newsletter. And when you do that, you are welcomed into any of the things that I offer. So that includes the inner circle subscription. If you don't want to wait and you want to make sure you're even included in tomorrow's session, what I would encourage you to do is send me an email. And my email is Debbie at coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at coachdebbie.com. And just say, hello, I want to be a part of that Inner Circle subscription, and I'll get you all signed up. I just need your name and your email, and we can start right from there. We're a really nice bunch of people. I don't let, you know, those funny stragglers in, and we do really fun things. Last month, we went to a book launch for Becky Gibbler, who is a local author here, she was one of my coaching clients she wrote an amazing book and she has just about completed her second book we did that book launch here in seattle but this upcoming event the virtual online retreat that is online so it's welcome for anyone anywhere that you are and i will be sending out details for that very very soon Just a reminder, it's $39 for the inner circle members, and it's $139 for the non-members. All righty, let's take one more break, and when I come back, I've got two more tips on how you meet up with that intersection of change and courage. Stay tuned.
1: You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career, transform your home, or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just. Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence
0: hi this is coach debbie you've heard my guest clayton olson on the show he will help you transform your romantic relationship and it doesn't matter if you're just getting started or if you're strengthening and developing your relationship or even if you have a desire to move along He's not a quick fix coach. He will show you how to see your experience with brand new eyes. And the benefits of working with Clayton Olson will show up in all areas of your life. Your career, your finance, your spirituality. After working with Clayton, I believe you will secure a life where love truly endures. Get in touch with Clayton Olson today. Write to him, Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, at com.
1: An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Today we are talking about a uh, intersection I like to call it this intersection of courage and change now I'm just going to tell you a quick little story when when I turned 40 years old I was a hang on I was a full-blown workaholic I think I would have been an alcoholic if I liked rum and cokes a little more but that just didn't stick in addition to being to a workaholic, somebody that was just working and working and working so I didn't have to face other areas of life, I also, to cope, I was kind of a cupcake-aholic and a brownie-aholic and that sort of thing. It just sort of soothed me, and a very wise person said to me, You really might benefit from Al Anon, which is a recovery group for friends and family members of any sort of dysfunctional operations. And for me, this sounded like a good plan. I had been in those rooms years before, it just seemed like it was really a good time to go back. And on that very first day, they had. One of those uh, daily readers, you've probably seen these. There's so many authors and and different topics that will support just a little one-page daily reading. And the one that I picked up that day was called Courage to Change. And it's really stuck with me. My friend Don just wrote in and reminded me about his own path and how those words come together for him. I really feel like there is in so many themes that we live through, whether it be an addictive theme like workaholism that I had, or a theme where you're dealing with family, or a theme where you're dealing with even publishing and just the push to move copy, just that rush of energy can often lead us into places where we really feel like we're not good enough and we want a change. We want to come back to our real alignment of knowing beyond our ego. It is our ego that's going to tell us, you might not be good enough. You might wanna work a little harder because remember, The ego keeps us safe and it's not safe to fall out of conformity. So it will tell you, do more, work harder, don't get stuck, don't do this, don't do that. What I found was I had pushed that as far as I could go and it was time to get a little more honest with myself. So I went to this program called Al-Anon. It is something that is very core in my life. The book, Courage to Change, has 365 readings. And here's something that was a big takeaway for me. And I want to offer this up as one bit of advice. If you are in an intersection right now of courage and changing, but you're not really Finding your courage. Here's what I want you to think about. What might it be like if you set yourself a slightly longer term goal instead of that insta goal? And this is what I'm talking about. What if instead of saying, here's one that a lot of me and my friends deal with instead of saying, I want to lose five pounds this month, you know, you're only giving yourself 30 days to do something that I think is pretty heroic. What if you set a longer term goal like this one? What if it read, I would like to dedicate my year to well-being. Hmm. Dedicate my year to well-being. Now I want you to notice that We didn't, we didn't put a number value on it, five pounds or something like that. We're, we're dedicating that we're going to find our groove in this year. Well-being might be the word of the year. It's courageous to take something on day by day, one day at a time, a courage to change just day by day. In the end, if you create, oh, I don't know, 365 blog posts in a full year, well, that's pretty amazing. But what if, what if you were just committing yourself to well-being and what if you were thinking about something in writing that you wanted to do and instead of saying, I want to create a book this year and it's got to be 250 pages and it's got to have 17 chapters and it's got to have all of these reviews what if instead you said i know i want to create a book someday i know i do i don't think i know enough to step into it today but what i do know is that i can write And I want to dedicate the next three months to just writing a blog post about my day. And you don't have to do it every day, but what if you gave yourself room to just sort of roam, to just sort of see how this feels, and in this courage to change, you also added a buddy. And this buddy is someone that you really trust. And you can say to this buddy, you know, I really do want to write a book someday. But what I know I want right now is to be involved in my writing. I want the long-term goal of being a writer. I want the long-term satisfaction that I create content. Maybe I create a blog post every week. Maybe two. Maybe I create one every 10 days. Maybe I go on vacation and I come home with five new ones. But what you do is you put yourself in a general way into a courageous change. This is you identifying as a writer and you will see growth. Now, the reason I say getting away from the insta-change is that you can have insta-guilt from that. You can have insta-punishment from that. You can go to insta-binge for that. You can become an insta-workaholic due to that. All sorts of insta-problems will show up if you're not allowing yourself to just hang out at that intersection of courage and change. You might need to put on the brakes instead of ramming your car through that intersection of courage and change. My idea now as a, dare I say, recovered workaholic, I know I am actually, because you couldn't pay me to work 60 hours a week on something that doesn't give me ultimate gratification. There's no way. There's no way. A million dollars wouldn't even cut it. 60 hours of my time is very valuable to me. So if I was going to really, really amp up my work hours, it would have to be because I am excited and delighted To be creating at that rate. But since I don't usually generate 60 hours of amazing, gratifying work, I keep my work week as best I can to about 30 hours. And what this does is it allows me to be more involved in my journal. Someone else might come along and say, How come you don't count your journaling time as work time? Well, I'm not being paid for one thing. And for another thing, I want it to stay really loose. I want to stay on the side of journaling. I want to know that I can spend 15 minutes in the morning or two hours and 15 minutes if it's really got my attention. I want it to bring that growth that happens at the intersection of courage and change. So I'm no longer the person that practices pushing for that Insta goal that I gotta reach at the end of the week. I was really good at that as a community college teacher. I was really good at creating one met goal after another, after another, and one award after another, after another. But if you came and hung out with me in the evening and said, is this gratifying? Is this really what you want? Are you enjoying your changes? I would have told you the only reason I do it is because I love my students. The rest of it is really painful. And that would have been my honest answer. I kept putting these insta goals in front of me. And I really didn't have that bestie for me to bounce ideas off of, collaborate with. Now I do. In fact, I just got back from a vacation with my bestie where we had five days together in Miami. And there was a lot of time really focused on what are we dreaming about? What do we wanna see happen in our world? How in a general way can we envision this? When might we collaborate again? This openness, this generalness, it allows us a certain freedom to be really courageous when we're standing at that intersection of courage and change. We're not putting on this backbreaking plan that we see must happen at the end of the week. Instead, we're really breathing a lot of life into the new identity and changes we want for ourselves and for each other. You need a bestie like that. And if you don't have one, you definitely need a coach that is going to see you and support you and help you feel that really gratified Fulfillment because you're working well with your courage on a thoughtful timeline and in a thoughtful way. Again, I really want to invite you to consider the Inner Circle subscription. It's $37 a month. If you pay for the full year, it stays $37 a month. I am considering going up in the price in the summer to $52 and that will apply to those on the month to month. I really want the inner circle to be a place where you're seeing that change for you is not only possible, but it's actually happening because you're being courageous in these small incremental and thoughtful ways. So let's just review some of the ways we talked about right here. If you do sign up for the Inner Circle subscription, I'll be reviewing this tomorrow. And any of the questions that came in from the subscribers, I'll be addressing directly in that Facebook group tomorrow. So some of the things we talked about here today is think about how you might get the dessert first. Not doing all your work after dessert, but planning out where that reward will be, where that next vacation will be, so you don't find yourself grinding away for 10 years and not really enjoying yourself. Consider how baby steps are really the only steps you should be taking, and bouncing those steps off of a bestie a mentor or a coach allow yourself to go a little woo and create that vision board and cut out those pictures that show you what you want in a general way don't get so specific that if your ultimate destination of costa rica ends up being fiji Because as you know, that's nothing to shake a stick at, right? Don't be so fixed that you'd be disappointed by that. Pick tropical or pick pictures that enliven you in some way. Have the courage to really just plant some seeds and let them grow at their own pace and their own timing. Really have the courage to stay general, Not get caught in the weeds, not make those insta-goals that you got to have at the end of the day or the end of the week. Remember, there's a place for those, especially if you're working on a very specific project that has very specific needs. There's a place for that. But when you're trying to make a big change in a general way, Don't let yourself get so caught up in those details that you don't have the opportunity to really breathe life into that permanent change. I think you know it is in the small steps that create permanent change and it is in your courage that's going to lead you there. I hope this topic has served you today, my friends. I come to you every Thursday, four o'clock Pacific time, and we offer that encore show on Fridays. Until next week, my friends, namaste.